From KLW News, I'm Holly Kernan, and this is Artery, cultural coverage that pumps blood to your brain. Can music transcend the very bigotry that inspired it? That's the question Artery takes up today. It's been a hundred years since the French composer Olivier Messiaen was born, and musical groups around the country are using the centenary as an occasion to play his works. In a sense, though, it's surprising that there's anyone left who even wants to play Messiaen. His music is so radical, so unhinged from the rules of classical composition, that he successfully alienated conservatives. And the philosophy that inspires the music is so reactionary that he managed to estrange liberals as well. And yet, there's some quality of Messiaen's music that has allowed it to transcend those divisions. San Francisco filmmaker Paul Festa has created a documentary that seeks to explain the extreme reactions to Messiaen's music by focusing a camera on the faces of listeners. Nathaniel Johnson has the story. Composer Olivier Messiaen has always provoked strong reactions. Messiaen was a fundamentalist Catholic who once said that Jews were deicidal, God-killers. And the people who might have liked the man often hated the music. There's a music critic who tells a story from about nine years ago about going to a concert with two long Messiaen pieces. The hall was completely filled with season ticket holders who really had no idea who Messiaen was or what they were in for. And about 10 seconds after the first notes started playing, the man behind this music critic turned to his wife and whispered, Oh, shit. People started leaving in droves. When Paul Festa discovered Messiaen, his reaction was just as strong, but it was the exact opposite. And it totally blew my mind. Uh, And the first thought I had was, I have to play this for Albert Fuller. Albert Fuller, a well-known harpsichordist and Festa's mentor from the Juilliard School of Music. On a whim, Festa set up a camera to capture Fuller's reaction as he listened through the headphones. Festa wasn't sure if he'd like it. Fuller, after all, had been a champion of traditional early music. All right, Albert, when you're ready, pop those on for us. Why have I got this on? So that you can hear the music. Oh. Oh, Christ. What's coming? Fuller couldn't remember the piece's name, but he knew it well. He had been the first person to play it at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., in the 50s. I mean, the thought of Albert Fuller having played Messiaen when he was in his 20s was kind of like the Pope telling you that he danced a horror at his own bar mitzvah. I mean, it was just totally non-contextual and weird. Um, I expected a, a, a powerful response, positive or negative, and in fact, I got both. Fuller was charmed by the memory. Then the music started to get on his nerves. Enough already! Stop in the name of love! But then as the piece ended, its name came back to Fuller. The apparition of the eternal church. Well, it brings tears to my eyes. For Festa, this became the mystery that he would pursue obsessively. How could he, a non-religious Jew, and Fuller, a man who referred to God as she, both be so moved by Messiaen's orthodox idea of the eternal church. To try and solve that mystery, Festa began filming lots of people, persuading them to put on headphones and listen to this entire piece of music without any warning as to what it was.
Interestingly, almost to a person, listeners start talking about Jesus when they hear this music, even though they don't know what it is. And the Christianity they describe is a religion best represented not by the cross, but by a gory crucifix, a religion twined with torture. Spiked wheels and, you know, the Saint, Saint Cecilia holding you her breasts on a plate. That's Anna Matronic, lead singer of the band Scissor Sisters. Here's comedian Marga Gomez's reaction. The first thing I thought was THX Dolby Surround Sound. Then I thought, oh, church and ghouls. You know, if I were put down in the inferno and was told that for all eternity I was going to be listening to this, I would repent me of all my sins. And that's literary critic Harold Bloom, just a few of the people Festa got to listen to this music. I've never understood the intersection between spiritual ecstasy and physical violence, but the associations that people had with this music, even as they were erupting with these beatific, ecstatic expressions, you know, to music that they had just identified as having been about, you know, being on the wheel or, or being skinned alive. It helped me understand that paradox a lot more and, frankly, made better sense of the news that we read every day, people blowing themselves up in order to be closer to God. Despite this unshakable association with fire and brimstone Christianity, it was the non-believers who liked the music best. If you look at the film and you see who the music's most rabid partisans are, I mean, it's a lot of gay men and Jewish intellectuals. Festa said that Messiaen was his way in. He'd always found Christianity repulsive. That's actually the word he used. But after discovering Messiaen, that boundary fell. I've had nights where I've been up really late, you know, listening to the Ascension Suite and crying my eyes out and just thinking, what is wrong with me? Like, what is going on in my head? Am I discovering Jesus? Is this it? You know, and then the piece will be over and I'll dry my eyes and and I still don't believe in God. But where Messiaen failed as an evangelist, he succeeded as a musician. Messiaen has converted Festa in a way. He's become an evangelist for the composer. He's the great translator to me. He's the bridge between the non-believers and, and, and the religious. And that's, that's quite a gap. Whatever it was Messiaen was experiencing, be it God or some force of nature, he has succeeded in expressing that experience in a way that speaks to those least likely to understand what he was talking about in Christian terms. For Artery, I'm Nathaniel Johnson. There are a number of Messiaen performances coming up. If you want to see the film Apparition of the Eternal Church, it'll be showing April 18th at Grace Cathedral in San Francisco, along with a performance of the piece. Grace Cathedral is also holding another Messiaen performance and a discussion about the composer Sunday, April 13th. For more information, go to KALW.org and click on the Arts and Literature tab. The music you're listening to right now is Rail Cars. They're playing Tuesday, April 15th at the bottom of the hill in San Francisco. For Artery, I'm Holly Kernan.